So, Blake, how does it feel knowing that Cody Rhodes is now no longer just feuding with you with Shaq, but with Papa John's as a whole? How does it feel now to know that you are directly oppositional to Cody Rhodes? Good. I've always wanted to be part of humiliating Cody Rhodes. Let's fucking do it. He came out in the ugliest fucking t-shirt that's just Cody's face holding out a pizza, and then it just said, like, everybody loves Cody. Cody loves everybody, which is a spoof of a, which is a, spoof of a fucking Shaq shirt that says, everybody loves pizza, pizza loves everybody. This is one of the few times where his bullshit shirt makes more sense grammatically. <laughs> Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I've been signed to the lowest contract tier in AEW, Scotty Moore. That's, <laughs> that's actually, they made a new one for me. It's negative five dates. Fuck <laughs> you, ret- pay us. <laughs> uh, I'm returning from injury that I sustained last Sunday, Blake Tanner. I am the captain of Team Don't Give a Fuck, the Dylan. Oh, man. So, Survivor Series is this Sunday, and man, they really found a way to make me not give a fuck, and it was by being like, hey, NXT doesn't matter. Like, the minute they said that was when I said, oh, yeah, no, I don't care about this pay-per-view anymore. Do what They could have set up anything, and I would be like, nah, nah, you don't have Adam Cole on it, so I don't care. I mean, Rhea, Rhea Ripley might show up on Team SmackDown. Oh, really? I've not heard that rumor yet, but I would love that. Well, she lost. There's nothing left for her. She's got to be, you know, main roster bound. And there's one spot on SmackDown not spoken for. I mean, that would be lovely. Are they um, up to... I thought, I, who else have they got on there now? It's Bianca. Riot Squad. The Riot Squad. And I think that's it. They've got two spots, I believe. Uh, I thought... Well, no, they traded Naomi. Did they trade Naomi to Raw? I think so, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, it, it, so, she's she, she's in it every year. I just assume she's on a team. It's <laughs> it's yeah. She okay. she always has like um, it's like Natalia. You're just like you're you're. She's in the match, right? Like they're they're always there. It's like the ring. You just expect it to be there when the bell rings. Oh yeah, Natty Natty. They've been doing an angle where Natty every single week is like. I need on the team. Let me on the team. And then she keeps losing qualifying matches. So in all likelihood, Natty and then Rhea Ripley, maybe if my life is good. Uh, now, I will say Liv Morgan was initially not supposed to be on the team, but oopsie poopsies, Chelsea Green got injured and that sucked because I remember watching it and seeing Chelsea come out and me going, oh, fuck. Yeah, because like I think what culture had just done a video about where is Chelsea? Where are all these people that got supposedly called up and then suddenly disappeared? So I was really excited to see Chelsea come back. And then the match started. <laughs> and then Chelsea just fucking disappeared. And I went, what happened? Where's Chelsea? Chelsea. So she got injured during that match. Yes, it was during the match where she was going to qualify to be on the Women's Survivor Series team. And they had to full on pull an audible and say, all right, Liv, go in. So I don't know if their plan was going to be Liv in next week. And then so you would have had Chelsea, Riot Squad, Bianca, and then Natalia. And now they're going to pull an audible and maybe put Rhea in there. But yeah, that was that was an unfortunate time. That really sucks, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Liv, so like, I didn't want it to come like this, but you know, I'm like, yeah, you get another match. I'm yeah. a fan of, I'm a fan of this current iteration of Riot Squad or Living Riot, as they prefer to be called, but are not acknowledged by commentary. Yes. Um, now I like, yeah, I like Liv too. It's just I wish it would had been under better circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I did moving on to Raw. I was like, surely. Surely they won't make it a yearly tradition where one of the main champions drops the title right before Survivor Series. But WWE said, no, fuck you. Drew McIntyre has a sword now. Eat my whole ass. He's going to stab Randy Orton through the heart. I'm always serious. And don't call me Shirley. 
<laughs> also, uh, someone pointed this out. They were like, I really wanted Seamus to hand Drew the sword and then say, there's only one way to kill a serpent, fella. You gotta stab it through the heart. <laughs> you know? Is that... No, that's a dragon. That's, that's, a, a, that's a dragon there, bud. No. Also, Drew was on the bump, and he was like, yeah, um, that sword was Vince's. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he was backstage, and they were discussing, like, this moment, because it was a really badass moment where Seamus was like, I've brought you your heritage. You need to return to who you were. So, of course, he's wearing, like, the old Drew McIntyre kilt, but it's updated, and... um. He goes, I, I didn't know how it started, but I believe the conversation went, we need a sword and we don't have one. And Vince says, I have a sword. And I told him, of course you fucking have a sword. I want to fucking know. Does, is that Vince's just like, fuck sword? I don't understand. Well, like, this apparently, can- apparently uh, Hunter and Stephanie got it for him. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, little- he already has a dinosaur skull in his fucking <laughs> office. And so like, is, well, we uh, might as well give him an unwieldy weapon for his old man arms. And it is a uh, legitimate Scottish Claymore sword. And he goes, I believe they're in Scotland, got it from a legitimate sword manufacturer. You know, it's funny. I'm from Scotland. I've never seen a sword store before. As <laughs> if swords are us. It's just like in the middle of the city. Oh, fuck me. That's funny because I've been to Gatlinburg many times and they have a lot of sword stores up there. Ah, uh, Gatlinburg, the Scotland of the South. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, that don't, happened. Don't, don't you ever say that Scotland is... Like Gatlinburg, Don't Scotland. you put that on Scotland. Uh, but yeah, that was... Uh, then the fucking match was great. I was very proud of them after their entirely too long shitty feud that they finally were like, why don't we end it with something good, though? Let's end it with something really, really good. You know what something good would have been? Me seeing Roman versus heel Orton. Yeah. Oh, yes. Something good would have fucking been if they'd had good matches until... Now, now and topped it off on. with a good match. Ambulance match was fucking good. They had some stinkers, but it the was. ambulance match was killer. Um, yes, they they did so they did a lot of fun booking in the ambulance match. You're right. I this I I genuinely think this was a decision made after SmackDown because the promos between Roman and Drew were so electric that I thought. Drew's winning the Rumble, and he's gonna challenge Roman. But then I realized, oh, you can't have him win twice in a row. But yes, there is legitimate drawing power between a feud between those two. Instead, you get one match. Yeah, that's the shitty thing. It's like um, the Ronda versus Becky thing. It's, it's just like, yeah, we were just gonna do this at Survivor Series, but then Becky got her nose all kinds of fucked up, so we had to delay that. It's like you know what we're gonna we're gonna push this back to a better date. Let your nose unfuck up. Great pictures though. Yep. Uh, in addition to that, for some reason, last minute they said, "Hey, why don't we have Mandy?" Who I think Mandy does have a legitimate injury, so that one makes sense. Uh, have Mandy get taken out of Team Raw, but then also have Dana just get taken off because. Fuck it, and replace them with Lacey and Peyton, which I I kind of loved their payoff because it was Nia and Shayna arguing, and then they walked up, and then Nia and Shayna kind of looked at each other like, "Fuck, we shouldn't have been so mean to Mandy and Dana. <laughs> now we're stuck with this shit." Oh, I I, I love the fucking the hubris, the hubris of Basler. I kind of wish they were like, yeah, you just got three fucking people now. Deal with it. You just got to do this now. It's you, Baszler, and Lana. I I have already told you that Shayna Baszler equals three normal competitors, (laughs) so they would have been on even ground. Yeah. I I, I think I'm coming to realize that, like, the current way that they do Survivor Series has gotten so boring to me. Like, last year with NXT, was fucking great, because they put NXT in it. And, but, like, before that, now we're just at Survivor Series. Oh, it's SmackDown versus Raw again. Yeah. And, and so there's no real fun. And they change, it seems like they change booking 
fucking weekly. Like, it literally changed. Like, they're like, you know what? I, I don't like Mandy and Data anymore. Take them out. Put in somebody new. And what's worse is Reckoning was right fucking there. Like, Reckoning took her out, so then they could have been like, you know what? Fuck it. Put in the big gun, Mia Yim. But instead, Peyton and Lacey. More, more booking changes in that year where everybody got injured before WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, on to news about a Raw superstar, WWE continues to be absolute shit heels because the lawsuit between Candy Cartwright and Matt Riddle and Evolve and WWE and Gabe Sapolsky, because Candy is like, you know what? Fuck all of you. You all suck. WWE wants to take that to federal fucking court. Meaning that WWE just wants to bleed this victim dry before they give give her any sort of uh, of peace. And that is heel territory. I wish I had kind of had chosen it for that, but like, f- fucking really? I, I shouldn't be surprised, but like... It's it's really it's really weird how horribly accepting we've become of that company being horrible. Yeah. Yes, because they'll just fuck it. They're the worst. Um to the point like this is this is not a new tactic by far. Um normally like if you if a single person or small entity goes up against a large company, then they will just extend it as far as they'll take it in order to make that person pay out the nose until they're unable to pay for legal fees anymore so they just drop the case yeah it is ridiculous like the uh other day somebody posted a video i can no longer support wwe and i'm gonna talk about it more ad nauseum later but i mean fun fact i have not given wwe any money in a long time i haven't given them money since wrestlemania yeah, I um Actually no, you did I, give them you did give them money for that Daniel Bryan t shirt. I gave oh. money for the Daniel Bryan t shirt. That was it. Oh. That was yeah, the last no, time no. I gave them money. To be fair, I, a lot of that money went towards the environment. Yes. That was Daniel Bryan's doing, so I felt better about it. But like I, I didn't even fucking buy WrestleMania this year. I watched it, but I didn't buy it. Uh oh. Ooh, illegal boys. <laughs> Um, on to NXT, which was a perfectly fucking passable episode that had three non-finishes on the show. You had Damian Priest come out for a match that never began. You had Damian Priest interrupt a match and stop it. And then you had Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes! Just leave a fucking match. Like, like the match just... they. I thought it was going to be like they did with the, the, the House of Horror or whatever it was match where later in the show we'd come back to it. Nah! Cameron just yeeted himself over the guardrail and was like, fucking, I'm out, fam. I'm done with this. <laughs> didn't, he, didn't he kill a ref? Um, He beat the shit out of a ref, yeah, but then... And then they both took off their blindfolds because they were like, hey, a blindfold stipulation is fucking dumb. And I think, then I think it was that mask. he realized he beat the shit out of a ref and he was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. 5-0, man. 5 is coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now we do need to get on to the fact that the king has returned. And I'm so mad that they didn't plan out the show well enough to give him enough time to do it live on television. Instead, we had to hear it on YouTube. But Undisputed Era did make their return and started to beat down Pat McAfee and the kings of NXT. He he, he didn't start. Adam Cole successfully beat the shit out of Pat McAfee. (laughs) It was glorious. That pump kick was fucking brutal. That pump kick was phenomenal. Did you not see the bit after it where he threw him into the plexiglass and, like, like Pat McAfee sold it like death? Like, did the full flat? Shawn Michaels, that bump. Are you but sure that, that Pat McAfee didn't throw himself into the plexiglass trying to escape? Yeah, <laughs> but the uh, coward. As soon as that, as soon as that happened, I f- firstly it was weird because Finn Balor brought them back and then said nothing about the NXT title. So we're all a little bit like, oh yeah, I guess some shit's gonna happen, but we don't need to know about it. But what all is important is Undisputed Era was out. They were fighting, and you just heard Adam Cole go, "Do it." Say it! Say it! Do it! As Bobby, Bobby Fish was on that. Mr. Regal, please! 
please, I need to hear you say it. And I'm just like, this feels uncomfortably erotic. Um, <laughs> well, my favorite I can't is- finish unless you say it, Mr. Regal. But my favorite is the fact that Regal definitely knows it's a meme now because he he cut his basic Regal promo and right before he said it, he put the mic down and just slowly walked to the ring as everybody's going, oh, war games. games. Yeah. I like when he came out, he's like, two team, two are uh, two teams of four. <laughs> you boys know what that means. And he walks down to the ring. <laughs> meanwhile, fucking... meanwhile, the crowd is losing their mind. Why? Like it's the first time I felt like there was a real crowd in that <laughs> arena. Yeah, fucking no. There are very few things that could get that feel, but fucking war games is it. And it's just the fact that this all arose from the way that Regal says war games, and it's one of my favorite things in wrestling. I'm almost no, I thought positive. You were gonna, I thought you were going to say this entire feud built up because Pat McAfee called called Adam Cole short. Well, that too, that too. Honestly, I I, I don't think War Games would have been an annual show had they not had War Games! Well, now (laughs) on to my favorite fucking story of the week. And it comes from The Miz. And he discusses an unwelcomed nickname he got backstage, which was Missionary Mike. And then Miz was interviewing. Oh, so he's, he's uh, he, you know, the Miz was talking about, you know, uh, you know, his missionary work and going to the different countries and all that stuff, spreading the good word. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> laying Uh-oh. down missionary position for the sole purpose of recreation. <laughs> <laughs> procreation. No, not recreation. Procreation. Yeah, procreation. You got, you got <laughs> yeah, uh, recreation Scott. is doggy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he goes Zack Ryder. That is a Zack Ryder term. And you can almost feel the venom. We were in a locker room one day. It was a European term and we're tour, and Ryder was talking to us about sexual stuff, which does feel like a big Zack Ryder mood. I was like, oh my God, really? And then Zack goes, what are you, missionary Mike? Everyone erupted in the locker room. Now if I call Xavier Woods, I show up as Missionary Mike on his cell phone. That's how it is in the locker room now. Not only that, I'll see Big E and he's like, Missionary Mike, it's a thing now. And I don't want it to be a thing. I'm not a missionary guy. You know you know the best way to get out of that? <laughs> with, uh, putting your name on uh, with <laughs> Woods having Missionary Mike in his phone. You just put your contact for Woods as three dog. <laughs> Triple crown. <laughs> The Triple Crown. All right, now on to the good show. Now on to the good show, AEW, which um, I love how Moxley was like, I do have an important announcement, but also I got to talk shit to Kenny Omega. How do I blend these together? I'm just going to say it in passing. And then the internet exploded because Renee's pregnant. Baby Mox is on the way. (laughs) oh fucking yeah i'm gonna tear your fucking heart out bud oh by the way gonna be a dad and then i'm gonna stomp on your fucking face i just like how he was like i got a pregnant wife at home i got this it was just it was it was the most moxley way to do something it was beautiful (laughs) also if they don't make if they if they don't make shooter the godfather really what's the point You could hear the entire world at once do the fucking Tim Allen as soon as he said it. When you, I was uh, like, when you first announced this, when you first posted it in the group, I was like, "Oh, they're adopting Shooter. Nice." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. See, by the way, you know who you you know who laid him out later in the show, Renee, because she was pissed off at how he did that. Somebody was like WWE superstars finding out their wife is pregnant and it's the picture of Seth looking all distraught when Becky announced it and then Moxley laid out backstage. (laughs) But yeah, uh, Bailey responded and said, what's cuter, the way the world found out or the way I found out? And Renee was like, thousand percent the way you found out because she accidentally messaged Bailey instead of John about a pregnancy thing. <laughs> and that's how Bailey found out. I fucking love that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fucking 
Oh, that's lovely. Um, but yeah. It's it great. Was a, you know what? I cannot wait until Moggs is teaching their child how to use that fucking blowgun. <laughs> it was it was just a really fucking solid episode. That uh, The Inner Circle Vegas stuff was great. Oh, fuck. I forgot I was going to talk about that later. Um, we're getting Brit versus Thunder Rosa, which is a feud I didn't know I wanted. And then it started, and I said, no, nah, I'm down. I'm fucking down for this. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, I n- I didn't realize this last week because, like I said, uh, a lot of people when they were discussing Jade were just like, "Yeah, Jade Cardgill's here," and I was like, "Okay, Jade must be an indie person who I don't know, but is great on the independents, and I will learn more about Jade as it goes on." No, Jade is a a, a storm cosplayer who uh, was wrestled at the performance center like once, but I don't think she's ever actually wrestled a match before. So now I'm going to give her a lot more leniency on that fucking promo against Cody because that's the first time she did anything. So fucking good on you. Yeah, it's hard to put yourself out there like that. Especially like for, like first big promo on air. Who I I don't even good know to, how good, I, like. Good to know that she was doing a jacked version of Storm. I'm glad we've made that progression. Yeah. Sorry, you said that, and that was what my brain stuck to. You kept talking, but I just it wasn't quite like that Lana video that we talked about for 20 minutes that one episode a couple years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> it was there. It was there. It's not like Blake. It's in the re- same vein. It's in the. It's not like Blake discussing Sasha Banks for the past three months. But yes, I agree. This it's literally is last week. But all right. Yeah. It's okay. We have a we have a month and a half where he can't do it. He used up all his simp points. We're fine. <laughs> oh shit! So is there any news from the from the east? Because <laughs> I've not been paying attention. Oh, uh, World Tag League's going on, and, uh... uh, Tama ain't got a beard anymore. What? Tama ain't got a beard anymore. Or hair. He also has short hair. Whoa, I didn't see the short hair! Fuck. Yeah, you remember where I told you to check his new look? On Wednesday? I saw saw a picture of him with the shave, and I've seen him shave before, so I was like, oh, is that it? That's fine. I have not inspected enough to realize he has short hair, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's going on. That's from what I've seen, it's pretty good. Obviously, the best of the Super Juniors is doing better than the World Tag League because best of the Super Juniors. But uh, you guys remember uh, Master Watto when I showed you the, the yeah. shit of that guy like yeah, months yeah. ago? Yeah, I forgot he's actually a good wrestler. Um, <laughs> I re- I told you guys he was a good wrestler when I brought it up. I was like, it's a shit gimmick, but a good wrestler. And then I saw him. Like clips of him wrestling Robbie Eagles, and I was like, "That's right." He does like an almost his finisher, uh, or an Anaconda Vice because he's seconded by fucking uh, Tenzon, mm-hmm. and then his other one is like an almost spiral tap. Oh shit! Those are I, his two finishes. I really do. I love a good spiral tap. That's probably one of my favorite finishers. I think he I th- he either over rotates one or under rotates one, like on the on the twist. Yeah, yeah. But it's not quite a spiral tap. It's close enough. Well, this is uh, usually the part of the show where we plug Patreon, but instead, I'd like to plug something for one of our former patrons who recently passed away. Um, and he was a relative of mine and he supported the show immensely and he passed away recently in a car accident and uh yeah it it kind of it it, it, in a year that sucked it was just the cherry on top of all of it and so instead of donating to patreon right now uh it would mean the world to us if you would go to bit.ly slash razor boys because he was a huge razorbacks fan so that is r-a-z-o-r-b-o-y-z and donate um it is a gofundme set up for his kids so that they have uh, a happy christmas this year so they can get um get all the presents they want but yeah he was a uh, he was an army sergeant. He was a badass dad. He was a great like he is it, half the reason why I have this awesome drawing tablet. Like the minute I asked people for support on that, he swept in and was like, "Yeah, get." He was 
You ever know somebody who's suspiciously nice? That's what that's what this guy he was so nice that you were almost like, What you want out of this? <laughs> like, but no, that was just the kind of guy he was, and I think in his memory it is important we give back. So bit.ly slash razorboys, like I said, and please donate and so these kids can have a happy Christmas, or at least as happy as they can without uh without their dad there. Uh Dylan, who are we tweeting before I cry? Uh well, I didn't get to talk about half the stuff I wanted to with AEW, but... Uh, so tweet at AEW. <laughs> I'm sorry you I skipped, didn't get to talk you, about. You, you skipped Death Triangle reuniting. So now it's the family versus Death Triangle. Yeah. And Will Hobbs now is in FTW. So we have an infinite number of trios now. Really, somebody brought up, they were like, so Chikara's dead. Can we just do King of Trios with AEW? Because they got enough people. Oh, yeah, easily. But yeah, that is, uh, that's the case. Uh, you remember, what was it, Layla, legit, what was it, legit, Layla, whoever, the tiny Russian chick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh, she had another match, she won, which means she's probably signed and everybody's just like, Team Taz needs a woman. Come on. She's essentially oh, yeah. smaller smaller Russian Taz. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> By the way, her finisher? Fucking uh, step-up springboard moonsault. How? How? Uh, second rope, left foot up to top rope on the right side. Moonsault. She didn't get Jesus. the she didn't get the uh the positioning right. She hit the person's leg, but Taz and Excalibur uh sold it great. They were like, you see how she came up after her legs got hit? That allowed that allowed her to grab the arm for the arm bar quicker. So it was a great, great way to actually take out an, a, one of her limbs and uh and set her up. And I was like, oh you guys guys are good. Yes, Taz whenever Ricky Starks isn't around is a is a great commentator. When Ricky Starks is around, it like it spreads the talent between the two. There's still the same amount of talent commentating, but it gets spread out. Uh, Top Flight was great. You don't even want to talk about Top Flight. So, what I like about Top Flight, and I talked about this in my, my review, is like you know how Private Party fell into wanting to go super fucking fast, like a Young Buck style match, but they were still so green that they would botch a lot. Top Flight worked slower but it allowed them to actually hit their moves properly. It's like when you first start working out, and they're like, use low re- weight, make sure you have your form correct. That's what Top Flight were doing. They were working slower, so that way their form was correct on everything, and it made the match better. Uh, so it's, uh, it's also the fact that uh, they can float. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> yeah. They legitimately, like, they hit moves, and you're just like... That was a second too long. Gravity doesn't work like that. What the fuck? <laughs> I, did you guys take? Did you guys take Pack's old gimmick? Yeah, <laughs> I could have sworn he had to leave that in the WWE. How did you guys? Did they not copyright? Are you the tag team that Gravity forgot? No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. We we defy Gravity now. We are, we're completely different. Gravity is aware of our existence and has been trying to track us down for many of our days. Mm-hmm. We stab gravity. Hey, add sexy Chucky e. T. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you could you could tweet at uh at the the Captain Sean Dean because he's been, he's been hanging out with uh, the best friends. He showed up in their bit this week. That was funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they were like having a fake celebration for uh, Trent winning the BTE title. Oh yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and then Chuck was like, can I challenge for it? Yeah, man. Wait, do you have to, like, take it with you and, like, put it on your luggage? Yeah. Oh, fuck this. And he walks, <laughs> walks away. And, like, Orange Cassie was, like, instead of, like, you know, champagne celebration, it was, like, a little bit of Dr. Pepper on the arm. He was looking at was like, this, is a, this, this bit sucks. This is terrible. And then it pans over because they're in a 
they're in like the there's a bathroom attached it's just Sean D with like one foot on the urinal just being like yeah and he starts laughing and his laugh broke Orange Cassie like Orange Cassidy corpse which is rare so the whole bit was like as a whole worked because each of the parts was like a domino it was wonderful it was wonderful but yeah you should uh, you should tweet at him be like yo when are you uh what are you are you in are you gonna start a tag team with Sue is that gonna be <laughs> I have been, I've typed it. My computer is running at five frames per second for some reason right now because it's been so long since we've done. I do like when I put in at on the fight boys, it just automatically pops in sexy Chucky D. They're like, we know. Hey, at Sean Dean, you teaming with Sue? Hashtag we love you. I really thought, because he had this thing where he wrote just the word seven over and over again on his Twitter, I really thought he was joining Dark Order. Yeah. As like another, as like a, like Colt's tag team partner, because everybody has a tag team partner. But then I guess they want Colt to be Brody Lee's. Ward, so. I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, also, hold on. Do any of you guys have, none of you have, oh, how can you not talk about the John Silver Anna J promo? I, I mean, it was good. It was a good basic John Silver promo for me. Like, it, it wasn't anything too impressive, in my opinion. No, no, no. But the contrast is what made it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just John Silver like that. But it was Anna J. Anna J. doing the generic, let me reintroduce myself. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, like, side eyes him, like, all right, I guess this is happening. I, di- I li- finally listened to Brody's uh, unrestricted episode, and I loved when he was like, they were like, why is Anna J99? <laughs> and who was it? Was it, um, it wasn't Gretzky, was it? Who was it that he named? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like, it was Gretzky. <laughs> and he, he, uh, he was like, yeah, no, I, uh, I did that. Nobody gets the reference, but I, it, it, I, I get it. That's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on he's, to our heat. He's like, I didn't get to choose anybody's numbers except that one. Yeah, yeah. All right, on to our heels and baby faces. Um, I'm going to end on heels because it looks like Blake has a nice lead in to face. So whichever one of you guys start, want to start, you can. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about AEW. I could just keep going if you want. Yeah, go for it. So um, in an already stacked tag team division uh aew oh, decided we're going baby to... faces first okay we're... i thought you said you wanted to end heel no 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 the i'm gonna end the heel segment oh you're going to end the heel segment yeah. i thought you were going yeah okay cool blake was on the same page as me that uh that that's it uh yeah fuck it i'll still go i'll still go first yeah fuck it. uh fuck it i'll still go first. uh so we were talking about just the shit show that is the build for survivor series um I feel like the worst part of that is the fact that the women's match hasn't really been discussed because Sasha's having her feud with Bailey. Yeah. And I don't even know if Asuka's been on TV. Uh, no, she was, and it was Asuka screaming in Japanese about her not being ready for Asuka. And that was it. That was the whole promo. That was it. She, they gave her one minute to build this. Yeah. More than they have given... Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn has been building this entire thing on Twitter through the guise through the guise of of using the US title as a way to talk about US foreign and domestic policy. Yeah. And he's trying so hard on Twitter. They won't give any fucking TV time. It is it is it is beautiful. He is the only reason to be excited for this match. Bobby Lashley I don't even think is acknowledging this no, because they, you know they, bobby they are but they're treating it as an afterthought i will say the one zane promo he did get to cut was very good because he was like i'm the intercontinental champion that means i'm the champion of all the continents you are the champion of one continent it should only make sense that i'm better than you one country not even the whole continent the North American champion. Honestly, whenever that, that triple threat happened, the North American champion was better than the United States champion by default. And that guy <laughs> was from NXT. Exactly. I mean, you don't fucking... Listen, Canada makes this continent good. Yeah. 
when you just put the U.S. in it. I mean, listen, y'all, we ain't what we once was. Yeah, yeah. I like how you just completely, you just completely buried Mexico. You know, Mexico's fine. Um, this is, it's just wrestling. That's where Lucha comes we're from, dumbass. Send, we're about to send Lucha Bros after your ass. They are going to come for you in the nighttime. All right, I'm going to stop talking. You're just going to see a spec. Pax road tripping with them, so you're triple screwed. <laughs> you, no, no, Blake just sees a specter in this corner of his room, and he starts doing that weird, like, penta crab walk thing towards him while taking off a glove. Oh, no! Uh-huh, uh-huh. He will toss it overhand to you for you to catch first, though, and then <laughs> put the zero mirror, like, right into your face, because that's apparently his thing. My sleep you think par- I don't want that to happen? <laughs> my sleep paralysis demon threw a glove in my face and then hit a destroyer on me through my window. How'd you go through <laughs> That's when window? I found out it wasn't sleep paralysis, it was just a home invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Blake! That guy had just a really weird setup for his robberies. What was the? uh, There, Sammy had one very good tweet, and he was like, "Bobby Lashley is going to take me down using the American method, which is he's going to like burn all of my land, and he's going he's going to set up a base on my property, (laughs) destroy it, have his friends come in and take whatever's left, and then blame me. (laughs) He's going to squeeze all my oil out. Yeah. Yeah." Oh, fuck. All right. I was like, how can you say that? And then I remember he's Canadian. I was like, nah, he's got free reign. You can't do shit to him. Yeah. What are you going to do? Deport him? Exactly. All right. Blakey T, heal it up. So, fuck, I've talked so much about how shitty WWE has been with their COVID handling over the course of the year, basically, and how shitty people who deny the fact that masks are effective are shitty, and how... They are the problem. But now we've entered a new era of shitty as talks of a vaccine get closer and closer to distribution. And that is people who are saying that they will willfully not get the COVID vaccine. Nijax. Nijax, yes. Like Nijax, who posted on Instagram on her story, COVID vaccine is 90% 90% effective after 8 months of development, when the flu vaccine is 40% effective after 70 years of development. I'll go with my immune system, as it's 99.9% effective. God made my immune system. I trust him the most. Okay, Hulk Hogan. Um, That's the intro for I'm a real anti-vaxxer. I am a real anti-vax. Nia Jax got buckle-bombed by COVID. It took her out. You could fucking could be. Um, the, the, the thing about this is, like, yes, the flu vaccine, they have to get a new one every year because the flu strain, like, the flu mutates so fucking much because it's everywhere. COVID... They've got one big strain right now that this vaccine is effective against, and guess fucking what? If you don't get it under control, if we don't get it under control, then it will start mutating like the fucking flu. And it will be shitty. Get your fucking vaccines when it comes out, people. Jesus. I do worry about some of the side effects that they haven't fully tested, but that's a completely different... I I do. Rather, I d- yeah, I'd rather take some of the side effects that I've been reading about than... Potentially losing the ability to taste. Like, there are people who have had co- who had COVID months ago, lost their ability to taste, and still have not gotten it back, and don't know if they will yet. Uh, and smell. Smell, yes. Yeah. Both of them. I saw a video of a dude who had COVID, and was like, here, do you not believe me? And he ate a fucking onion! <laughs> and, uh, and, and took his, a shot of lemon juice. And his name shot was of lemon juice. Oleg Although I the Usurper. <laughs> It was Oleg taking up, taking down these onions. He also took a bite of garlic, and I'm, I knew that was the point. And I was like, "Nope, this is that's yeah." Because I could, I could take a bite of an onion. No, hold on, I could take a bite of garlic. I don't know what we're discussing. Okay, hold on. Now it's just us becoming like, I could do this. Fuck you. The thing is, there's one of those three that each of us wouldn't do, at least. Yeah, okay, hold on. I will be garlic in lemon juice. Who wants to take no no garlic? Oh, no, I'll straight up smash that garlic into my mouth 
and the lemon juice. I will not eat a whole onion. Okay, okay. So I'm the only person that'll eat a whole onion, all right? <laughs> Dylan, it's got like, layers. Dylan. Is the is the now is the onion battered and fried? Because then I will eat a whole onion. Dylan casually has an onion in his right hand and is just eating it like an apple for the rest of the show. Oh, that's fine. But fuck. The next fuck. time you guys visit, I'll do it in front of you. I don't give a shit. Because he's Caribbean cool, and then he spits the onion in our face. Um, but How yes. has that not been a thing? <laughs> anyway, fuck everybody who's... Uh, even saying that they just won't get the vaccine when it becomes available out of principle, because yeah. you'll, you're still the part of the problem. Uh, well, now on to my heel, and it is, in fact, what caused that one guy to say he will not support WWE anymore, and it's WWE, much like they did with Rusev, making an example out of somebody, and it is Zelina Vega. And their official statement is based around the fact that Zelina opened an OnlyFans account, which it has i'm lucky i don't have money um it's because of that that they said now hold on hold on you're gonna have to give me one of those simp cards back <laughs> we trade them back and forth for the show um yeah no no she, it depends are you gonna use the Dropbox for this <laughs> are we are we sharing this simp card are we breaking it into thirds I don't know how comfortable I feel with this just because I know Alistair Black can kill any one of us. <laughs> with a finger. <laughs> a singular finger. Um, Black, Mask, Black Mask can quickly turn from a work into a shoot. Yeah, but uh, Zelina was released because of that. She went on Twitch where apparently it's she revealed she makes more money off of Twitch than she ever made in WWE, which does track. Uh, she goes, the support you guys are giving me is crazy. I appreciate it more than you know. It's nice to be back, but yeah, 2,700 people since last night for subs. Um, let me find her exact quote, but she was just like, I'm not angry. I'm just are we, heartbroken. Are we, are we not going to talk about the, are we not going to talk about the best part? Oh yeah, no, no, we're going to lead in. I was going to get the sad part. And then Blake's 4D baby chess. face. 4D yeah. chess move. And then Blake's uh, Blake's baby face is the good stuff, apparently. But yeah, uh, Zelina got released because WWE wanted to make an example of somebody, and they chose easily one of their most charismatic performers. Like, Zelina's always been that. And she's a great wrestler as well, but like, full on, she has been a huge charismatic boon, and this is a big loss for them, given the fact I that I just Andrade, still hate that they never let her wrestle. I mean, I, I'm happy she got that match against Asuka. It was really good. Yeah. Yes. Um, but they, otherwise, like... She was a great manager. I don't know what you want. Now... You could do both. Uh, was she? Because now that she's... I guess she, it does reveal how good of a manager she is now that she's gone. Andrade's not on TV, and Angel Garza spends his time cutting promos trying to fuck the audience. And that's all he does. His promos are full on like, I have a rose. And whoever's watching this, I, you what, you down to go to Bone Town? <laughs> Angel's gonna take all y'all to Bone Town. Yeah, also- Let's go. If it wasn't for the fact that Andrade is ba- probably going to end up marrying Charlotte, I would be almost convinced that he was going back to Mexico. Yeah. To go. Because, like, he will receive a hero's welcome. Oh, 110%, my dude. All right. Blakey T, get into the good stuff as we get into our baby faces. Right. So my baby face is Zelina Vega, if you haven't guessed already, for uh because she she did stand up to WWE shitty practices, making the wrestlers and their talent close down their third party accounts. Yeah. Um because uh basic based on what Meltzer said, um talent they were all given a time frame to delete or private and stop doing Twitch streams or what have you, um, like Zelina's OnlyFans. Um, so she didn't do that. She still kept doing her stuff and she kept all of her accounts, uh, as hers. And that is basically what, uh, that's basically what everyone believes is the reason that she was released. But good on her for standing up and good on her for after, uh, 
or actually, I believe this was before her, her release was made uh, public, just sending out the simple tweet, I support unionization. Yeah. Um, so, so like, it was, oh, it was so, it was so good, because she knew, she knew, and like, everybody, despite the fact that they were like, oh, it wasn't because of, it, it looked like it, there was a great, it, it trended, it trended real hard. Yep, mm-hmm. because she sent that. And that was before basically any news got out that she was being released. And that was a fucking like final move of like, all right, listen, if you're, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Um, she has gone on to say, um, if I go down as someone who stood up for themselves, then so be it. But I'm so thankful and I'm not angry. I'm just heartbroken because doing this, being a wrestler is all I ever wanted to do. Yeah. And it's going to be fine, because, like, in a couple months, when that non-compete is up, you could go wherever the fuck you want. Um, yeah, exactly. And uh, and your husband is likely going to follow you. Yes. Didn't he... Did, wasn't there a story that he requested that he be sent back to NXT? Oh, yeah. F- yeah, full on. He was trying to get sent back down, because the main roster sucks. And now that his Kevin Owens angle is over, we've not seen him. We've not seen anything out of him. I, uh, I, I really do, because, like, you know, fucking, uh, the Rascals are signing with NXT, and every time somebody does, I just look at them, and I was like, do you, do you not own a television? Are you, do you know something I don't, the Good Brothers came back and probably told you to your face it was a poor move. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it was a, it was a money thing, and I was like, "All right, fine, that's by, fair." Oh, by the that's way, congra- congratulations to the new Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers. They finally did it. But now they've I, held Tag Team Championships in three companies. Mm-hmm. All right, would you like to get into your uh, your baby face, Dylan? Because I actually don't know. I've heard a lot about these guys, but I don't know much about them. I mean, I keep telling you every week to watch the video. Okay, so. Rewinds uh, in a division that is stacked like head to toe, the tag team division of AEW. They have decided that the best thing to do is to say fuck it and bring in more tag teams. Um, now I don't know if fucking Max Caster and uh, oh my god, I, I lost it. The five tool player, Anthony, Anthony Bowden. Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I have to say the prefix first because it's the only <laughs> way I remember his name. No, I believe even uh, Ricky Starks was like, "What are the five tools?" I don't, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this wasn't explained, but uh, the acclaimed are just—they're so good. They're like yeah. they're—they come out. They, they have one formula. They come out, Max Caster, uh, fucking burn disses, burn, like burn dis raps the other tag team. They wrestle, they're good heels that are, they're actually talented, and then they win. That's the that's the whole formula. It's happened three times now. I have thoroughly enjoyed it all three times, which is rare. You think after the first two, you'd be like, whatever, but the dudes like actual rapping is so good and hilarious mm-hmm. that I can't also his tag team partner's reaction just you know the you know the the gif of the guy that's like you know oh my god that like just imagine that but going on for a continuous 30 seconds just one man just continuing to have that reaction to an entire segment <laughs> <laughs> there is there's nothing wrong because like I said they're both great wrestlers they have great tag team moves. Their finisher is great. Like, it's called Critical Acclaim. Even the names for them are good. Like, it's... Top to bottom, it is so good. And, like, top to bottom, that division is so good. It's so good that they can bring in a, like, lesser-known tag team. They can bring in Top Flight and be like, go work the Bucks. And they can. And you know what? It's really fucking good. It was really good. You could you could put any two tag teams in, in there, and you're just like... This is like minimum a three star match, like minimum. You can't you can't fucking say that about anywhere else. You can't have said that about WWE for like the last ten years. 
But yeah, no, you should go check out the Acclaimed. The Acclaimed are awesome. I look forward to the Acclaimed I being on main roster. I honestly did not know Max Caster was part of it. I just thought he was a singles guy that they were putting in tag teams. I didn't realize. Nope. He just, one week, he and Anthony Bowden showed up. They disins- They insulted best friends. Gave them a best friends. That was that week. I was like, the best friends are willing to give up offense. Yeah. Like on that because they made it close. And then they, I don't know if they were already a team before that, because they didn't have the name uh, The Acclaimed until their third appearance. Hmm. So I don't know if the two showed up. They worked so well as a tag team that AEW put them together. Yeah. They have a name, and now, now they're like, they're one of the highlights of Dark. Oh, also, secondary heel of the week. Britt Baker has a segment now, and it it's painful to watch oh no i love i'm really the waiting enjoying. room yeah go watch that after this go watch the <laughs> waiting room and tell me it is not just as painful as being in a waiting room she starts off by like just insulting people like roast comedy but it's to a laugh track and i hate Britt baker so <laughs> jesus it's not the I segment would, you got for a me. Blake I, I, tackle I, off that <laughs> yeah oh but anyway, uh, yeah, no, the acclaimed. The acclaimed are great. The tag team divisions are great. I, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait till they get a shirt. I might actually buy it. Well, now <laughs> on to my baby face of the week. And when MJF and Jericho first faced off and had that great promo segment, I said, nothing can top this. And then they did a musical number. And then I said, nothing can top this. And then I had a few weeks where I thought I was right. And then the inner circle went to Vegas, and boys, let me tell you, this was the most insane 10, 20 minutes of television I've ever seen in my entire life, and I fucking loved every minute of it. I argue it is, in fact, maybe, for me personally, better than Ladin or Debonair, because... For they, they're hanging out at a strip club where Fozzie's playing. MJF is stealing Sammy Guevara's cards. Then they're like, uh, then Jericho and MJF get into an argument over who can drink the hardest liquor until they have a legit, like a mug of Everclear. And they both that was water. chug it. And so then they're like, oh, man, we shouldn't have drank all that Everclear. We need something else. And then fucking Conan shows up out of nowhere. And smokes them them out. Smokes them (laughs) the fuck out. And then Piff the Magic Dragon, an individual I have met and seen his magic show, just shows up and hangs out. Then Elvis is there. He's a member of the inner circle. Oh, yeah. Well, that was segment one. And I went. Wait, oh, Piff the Magic Dragon or Elvis? No, uh, Elvis. Clearly, yeah, the, Elvis. The uh, the second segment opened with them on a rooftop, basically making fun of the Hangover. And Jericho goes, and they're all fucked up. They are all so drunk. And Jericho goes, I'd like everybody to welcome the newest member to the inner circle, Elvis. <laughs> And then MJF cuts the fucking Wolfpack promo from Hangover. Then they all wake up. Sammy Guevara has written in Sharpie all over MJF's face, but he's been married three times, so whatever. And Jericho's just walking through, discovering the carnage, and then finally he opens the door. And the button on this segment was Hornswoggle in a diaper, and that's all I need for good wrestling. It was so fucking phenomenal. Like, I'm mad. I really do have to divide Jericho the character and Jericho the person, because Jericho the person has made some fucked decisions this year, but Jericho the character is easily... Even though he won it last year, I think he is in contention this year as well for Performer of the Year. Like, full-on, he's nailed it this year. Um, I think that, like, it is... uh, To your point, it is very hard, especially recently, to separate Jericho um, as a character and as a performer. And... That's honestly one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy this segment as much as I thought I would, because it's an amazing segment. And yet there, there's the bit of me in that's in the back of my mind that's sitting there thinking, do they really have to, they, they took all this risk to travel to Vegas 
But and the- you know that with Jericho, like, he was not trying to be safe. Well, no, if you notice, they were very, like, none of the casinos had anybody else in them. Like, if Jericho wasn't safe, it definitely, this shoot was safe, at least from what it seemed. Outside of, like, bartenders, there was nobody else outside of strippers and bartenders and employees. I would hope that production did something about that. Because knowing like AEW's production, they would do that. I really, I was really hoping you were going to be like. I was like during the whole whole segment, all I could think was more games. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that little voice in the back of my mind. War games, war games, war games, war games, war games, war games. Well, now on to our final discussion because Survivor Series is this Sunday. There's only six matches, which I. I'm actually, usually I'm like, oh man, why aren't there more? But now I'm grateful because those Survivor Series matches are going to go a long ass time. And we only agree on two matches, surprisingly. Uh, number one being Asuka and Sasha. We all have Asuka because we all- Oh no, Sasha's going to win. I just, I can't. I, I don't know how she could though. Like, that's my thing. I guess the only- So, re- so her th- entire reign so far has been disproving- all the things. She defended her title for the first time. She beat Bailey. She's never beaten Asuka. Yeah. I also think that, like, the main reason that I picked Asuka is because, uh, as we mentioned before, there's no fucking build to this because Sasha is already, like, too busy with another feud. And that almost always spells disaster. And, and the Mandalorian and just kind of being awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's so hard being her. No, you can't. Give me... Um, actually, John, she uh, she did mention in an interview uh, how John Favreau <laughs> asked her to be in the Mandalorian, and it's because he watched our Hot Ones episode. <laughs> Somebody reposted the uh, Undertaker Hot Ones and just said, "Quit trying! You're not going to be in Star Wars." I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, be honest. I watched that episode today. It was a very good episode. I'm glad. I hope she gets more screen time. But there was something else that happened in that episode that popped me. Much harder. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the reason why I would say Sasha would win, yes, she is defying all the odds, but also we've seen Sasha perform more and we've seen Sasha be a champion more, whereas Asuka's just been like, oh, the sexy muscle friends need a partner. I'll hang out or I'll scream in Japanese backs. Sasha, or I'm sorry, Asuka is not wrestled. Like, she's not been out there doing shit. But uh, the great thing, the greatest thing about Asuka is that all this happens, but then she'll just show up, put on like a great match and then walk away. Like she's at that level. Yeah. It's just like, hey, uh, we can't get you any warm up for like three weeks. She's just there like smoking a cigarette. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that it's that old trope, like puts the cigarette out, goes out four star match, comes back. All right. Great. Grabs a beer. You just uh, you want me to scream for two minutes? I yeah. All right, got you. Uh, I got you, fam. The other one we agree on is Roman versus Drew McIntyre, which, like I said, has had a phenomenal buildup. I mean, Drew winning back the title was a surprise, but they made their decision, so we're going to run with it. And we all have Roman, because fucking obviously. I, uh, if I don't get a Spear meets Claymore or Superman Punch meets Claymore, <laughs> I'm going to be very disappointed by this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the collision of the century. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I'm down with it. It's like fucking Frieza and Goku. They just collide in the middle and then break apart in a ball of energy. <laughs> now, no, I'm down for this, but like Roman, I feel like Roman has to win this one. Yeah, he's he's on too much of a hot streak. Mm-hmm. I like how, so I assume, Dylan, you also thought like point-wise where they were gonna land. Blake, are you considering points or are you just kind of going off of... Because for me, I was very much like, well, there's only six... Are they going to end in a tie? Are they going to tie on this? So I was, I, I, I'm hedging my bets and going for a tie. It looks like Dylan's doing the same. Oh no, no, no! So uh, we can we can move on to the the next match. Maybe I'm sorry, but I just like say. to say I don't give a shit about points, and I don't think about them anymore. So yeah. yeah. Oh, so uh, so so I thought, what would make me the least happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then that was how i chose the men and women's survivor series outcomes all right let's get through our champion firstly we got new day versus street profits 
You both have New Day. I've got the Street Profits just because I I think the I don't think the New Day's winding down particularly, but I do think we're reaching a passing of the torch moment. And like, nah. You want to know? You want to know why? Because <laughs> Day rocks. New Day rocks. Yeah, I, I after that taunt from Biggie, you know, you know what's going through. Like my that. favorite because they've been talking mad shit. Yeah, that's been my favorite part about it is the fact that the feud can continue just with Biggie. I did love their segment on SmackDown, by the way, where they were like, "We want to apologize for what happened last week, so we prepared you a meal." And then they pull off it, and it's all different foods, but they're all shaped in L's. And Biggie goes, "Wait, why are they shaped like?" And then the street prophets just go, because we going to be serving L's all throughout Survivor Series. And I was like, damn it. That is so good. But yeah, I, I, I picked prophets. You guys have and like this one is a tough pick. In fact, I, I think a majority outside of like Roman, uh, they're all kind of toss ups with the exception of like the men and the women's teams, which I have some reason for. It's the same reason why I was like, fuck it, Bobby Lashley wins. Because Bobby looks more dominant in the ring, whereas Sammy's like a cowardly heel. But that could help him sneak out with a victory. Like, I can make arguments either way. The reason that I picked Sammy is because of how dismissive Bobby is of him. Yeah. Uh, the reason I picked Sammy is because the last time we didn't pick Sammy, he won. So. Yeah, but I picked Sammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So whenever you didn't do it, I was just like, oh, this is my shot. <laughs> I'm going to get him. I'm going to sneak in. It's like, don't let me down, my boy. I bet against you one too many times. Yeah. All right, on to uh, the big Survivor Series matches. We'll start with the women's. It is uh, Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, fucking the fucking Raw women's team versus the SmackDown women's team. I have SmackDown because, Blake, did you purposefully wait so you can hear me and Dylan's arguments for this? Oh, I'm going to flip a coin. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I picked SmackDown just because, like, I think Lana's gonna get involved, have a really big moment, but that big moment's gonna be going against Nia or going against Shayna, something like that. Like, that's how they end up losing, is because of Lana. And I thought, what's the worst way this can possibly go? <laughs> and it's that Lana's the sole survivor. No. Oh, God. And this right. is how they build, and this is how they build Lana's babyface run. I'm I'm gonna flip a coin now. Heads raw, tail smackdown. It's heads. So I think I oh, have boy. the worst possible ending, which is Rhea does get on SmackDown and she puts Naya through a table, but is unable to get back in the ring. So it's a double count out. And they're the last two other than Lana. And the only reason Lana wins is because of uh, Naya getting put through a table. That is the worst possible timeline, but also might happen. And yep. Mm -hmm. I'm also, going... I'm, I'm choosing this so that either way I win. Either the shitty thing does happen and I get a point, or the shitty thing doesn't happen and I get the satisfaction of knowing that shitty thing didn't happen. <laughs> Uh, I, I that's really like that point outlook. Yeah. Okay, before we get to the uh, the men's, I'm gonna fl flip the coin before. So, in reverse, tails will be raw, heads will be SmackDown. Okay, let's let's get it. It's gonna be tails again. Heads. All right. SmackDown. All right. So you've just parroted Dylan. <laughs> yep. Would you like to hear? Would you like to hear my reasoning? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So. All these weeks have been built up over, like, the Raw team, uh, tentatively, like, working together. And uh, I think it's just going to actually play out to that eventuality. Yeah, yeah. well, for, I, I picked Raw because, like, they did have a really nice moment in their match against Retribution where you saw all of them worked together. So, like, you would see Strowman take out somebody with his weird train run, and then someone would escape it, and then they would get bro-kicked by Sheamus. It just wasn't... It was, like, one last bit of miscommunication that led to the loss. So, the storyline now is... I mean, it, it's the basic, like, oh, they were fucked up on Raw. 
So now they're going to win at Survivor Series. So, like, the story right now is can they win? Can they get it together before Survivor Series? And then my prediction is they do finally get it together and they get the victory at the last moment. Um, Two final survivors, Sheamus and Strowman, is what I'm going to say. I uh, I prefer the other one. Is Can they get it together? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Raw's all about that swerve, baby. Also, uh, I think Big E's going to be like the last person on the SmackDown team, and I want him to be the survivor. I want him to have a good showing. I want this to be his coming out party. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Big E. Especially if like him, him versus Sheamus gets a nice little revisitation during this, that would be nice. All right. I want him to big ending. I want him to big ending Strowman. <laughs> now, oh uh, hell yeah, baby! What if, what did you boys learn this week? Very important. I learned I well I learned that after weeks and weeks of teasing and building us up, William Regal can finally give us that sweet release with just one sweet and powerful War Games. War Games. Yes. Um I learned that Bobby Lashley is America incarnate. Yep. And he's going to squeeze all the oil out of you. I learned that apparently we're giving Blake one of his simp cards back. Uh, and we're all going to share it. <laughs> all right. Now, where can people find y'all on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at Dark Nvidia on YouTube. And here on the BS Network, doing all the BS things. And as always, he don't need your follows. He don't need your likes. The Dylan is a man who li- lives alone. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and check out all the other podcasts at aloadofpurebs.com, including The Mini Adventures of Sammy Magic, which just started its second arc, which of course is Sammy Magic and the Scary Snake Room. And you can find that and everything else, as I said, at aloadofpurebs.com. A special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Uh, go check out Mega Ran. Go support him wherever you find your good, good music. And in this, the season of giving, give to Mega Ran. That's right. Can y'all believe it's fucking Thanksgiving almost? Yeah, right. And of course, as I said earlier, let's give those kids a uh, a very Merry Christmas, or as merry as they can have. Bit.ly slash Razorboys, R-A-Z-O-R-B-O-Y-Z. Please donate. Please give what you can. It would absolutely mean the world to Eric's family. I I, I know it would. Um, Like I said, he was a, he was a huge part of our family, and it, it, it sucked that he had to go. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, and join us on Discord. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show. Oh, fuck, who did we tweet? I can't remember, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs> <laughs>